This is a bonus episode on studying and the testing process for ACE. By now you've listened to a couple of modules and you're interested in applying for the ACE. And so how does that work? So the best place to go where most of the information is going to be is on the Entomological Society of America website. And in particular, you're going to go to entocert.org. That's entocert.org. And you're going to find the actual ESA certification programs there. ESA is a very large organization, so uh, you could get lost. And so this is the easiest way to get there. And what you want to do is type in the ACE tab and go ahead and click that tab and you'll see the application process. So first of all, you can apply online, which is the fastest way to do that. So if you can go online, you can email them any information that's missing on the application. So that would be mainly your two letters of recommendation. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but everything online is the fastest way. And on this website, they'll have the application process, the fees, any FAQs that you have. But I find that on the tab that says examinations, that's really where all of the information on just how the test goes is located. And here, when you go on this section, you will actually see that this exam is 180 minutes or three hours, and you have 150 questions. And there are multiple choice, true, false, or stacking questions where you match each one. Maybe there's three or four answers and you sort of match them. And if you don't, you miss one step, then obviously you miss them all. So here is a great place to go to kind of see what kinds of materials and what you need to go ahead and get your application ready. Now in this examination tab, they give you the content information. And so the suggested time is 40 hours of self-studying. So you would break this up into a few hours a week and it sounds like a lot, like wow, three hours a week. But if you break this up into small chunks of 20 to 30 minutes every day or every other day, uh, it's pretty doable. And that's really what you need to prepare. There are two books that are suggested. One, which we've been following along on this podcast, is the IPM for the Urban Professional or a Study Guide for the Associate Certified Entomologist. And this book is available from ESA. It's the book we've been following along. And generally, past people that have taken the ACE have said about 65% of the exam comes from the content of this book. So you need 75 cents, 75% to pass. So if 65% of it is in this book, well, then this is probably a good investment. So I, I highly suggest getting this book. The second guide that's recommended is the MPMA Field Guide to Household Pests. And you can either do this in hard copy or the MPMA Field Guide is also available in an app. And I will tell you, for me, this is one of the best resources out there. Uh, you can uh, download information. If you are out in the field and customers have questions about a pest, you're able to email it to them. Every pest, when you click on for identification, 
If you look at the top, there is a tab that says introduction and you can actually click on there and find a tremendous amount of information on things you'll be tested on, whether it's how to inspect, how to ID, what are the conducive conditions for that pest. And so uh, it's around $10-ish a year and it's renewable every year and really they use that money to update it. So check that out. That might be the way to go if you don't have any of these other guides. Other books that you can use is the Malice Pest Control Handbook, or you can use Truman's Scientific Guide. But again, you don't need all those books. You need at least one, you know, the main study guide, and then one other book to go back and look at pests. So that's really what you need. Now the exam is broken up into four different domains or areas that you have to be tested on. And so those are going to be inspection and identification, which is 45% of the exam, monitoring, which is 12% of the exam, selection and implementation of control methods, 28%, and evaluation. And so as you go along in this section of the examination, you'll see they break up each of those domains and so very helpful to go through that and where you find that is is there is a link or a hyperlink called content outline in the body of that uh, section and so when you click on that they actually will go through each different domain of what do you need to know and so domain one with inspection and identification which is 45 percent of your exam so it's close to half and so that makes it uh, 68 questions. And so out of those 68 questions, the things that they're going to ask you for is a lot about inspection and whether it's looking for the evidence of the pests or the conducive conditions that contribute to the pest. So that's a lot of the biology and behavior. So that's why we're covering each of these pests in different sections. Then the actual idea of pests. Where do they belong? What is their damage caused by them? Any basic physiology or behavior? And so those are the reasons why we're going through each pest very carefully. And then they talk about documentation of finding those pests and the inspection, and so that's also in here. So that is the bulk of your exam. The next domain is monitoring. So this is 12% of your exam, which is about 18 questions. And this is really a whole module we'll cover, which is gonna talk about the tools available for monitoring, what monitoring is. We're gonna talk about pests that are commonly monitored for, and then you know how to properly use those tools. So that's about 18 questions. The next domain is going to be selection and implementation of control methods, and that's 28% of your exam. So that's 42 questions. So this is the next big section. And here is really understanding the different tactics involved in an IPM strategy. So we're gonna do a few modules on this one where we're talking about all the tools you have available, how to use them properly, a little bit more about pesticides and the formulations and resistance and so forth. So that's here. And then selecting them. How do you choose which one? And this is where that second source can also be very helpful because in each of those sections, especially for the MPMA field guide, they have some really good tips about how to select those tools, how to follow labels. This is where you're going to find labels and that information.
The last domain is evaluation, and that's 15% of your exam. And so this is really 22 questions. And what you're going to find here is really evaluating after you've done everything you've done, how do you know you know that you've gotten success? What do you how do you analyze the pre and post effects of your treatments? Next step processes, uh, final documentation with your customer. And then this is also where you will find questions on the ACE Code of Ethics. It's in the beginning of the book and also located on this website. And you will be asked questions about how you can refer to yourself. Are you, are you an entomologist? No, you're an associate certified entomologist or an ACE. So they cover that information. And so this is really a great place to look for information on the exam. In addition to that, they also have pest lists, and this is the uh, pests on the exam. Remember, in earlier episode, we talked about that ESA did this mass questionnaire to all of the pest management industry all over the country, asking them what are those key pests in order to include them in this exam. And so dependent on the pest, they have them in order of the importance according to the survey. So for instance, cockroaches, when you look there, the cockroach listed here is going to be starting with German cockroaches, Asian cockroaches, all the way down to Suriname cockroaches. And so there's approximately 11 or 12 cockroaches on this list. And by looking at this order, you would spend the most time studying on German cockroaches and the least time spending on Suriname. Now notice I didn't say not to not study them. I just said that the most questions are going to be on based on the this list. Um, so German cockroaches would be the lead the pack. And so each of these are going to be a little bit different. So I find it helpful to print this. And then as you're going through the section, make sure we haven't forgotten anybody. Obviously, when we're talking, we're going to talk more about the ones at the top. But again, you don't want to not be familiar with some of the ones towards the bottom. And so this list is very helpful. In the application process, it does go pretty slow. So make sure you give yourself plenty of time. The hardest thing to do is ask people for a recommendation letter. And here, people, it's not that people don't love you, they do, but the problem is, is that they just run out of time. And then when you sit down and try and talk about the awesomeness of somebody, words escape you. And so if you find that you're struggling getting people to write you a letter, I do have a template of how they would write that letter. So have, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, at uh, sylvia.kenmere at basf.com or the other email listed on the cover of the podcast. And I would be happy to send you a sample letter that would help somebody uh, look for the things that they're trying to find with the essay. It's really just to make sure that you have the experience and that somebody else recognizes that you would be a great fit for the associate certified entomologist. Last but not least, we are going to talk briefly about studying. 
So as I mentioned, they suggest about 40 hours in addition, uh, you know, addition to whatever other tools you might be doing, whether you're doing an online class or whether you are just studying on your own, uh, it really 40 hours. And so I find that one of the more helpful ways to do that is to use flashcards. I am a huge flashcard girl and I actually like colorful flashlights. There has been some studies out there that show that those um, can actually help your brain remember things. And so you want to make flashcards for things you don't use, you don't know, and you want to make sure that they're simple, but you're trying to remember terms or maybe it's identification features or whatever it is. And I find that when you're driving or you're out to lunch or you're you know, taking a break, you can sit down very easily and check your flashcards. And I've had students come back and show me, you know, 200 flashcards, but they passed. And here's the beauty of them. Number one, they're portable. Number two, by actually writing that information down, it helps you remember that information. So I find them very helpful. If writing flashcards are not your thing, there is an electronic flashcard system called Quizlet, Q-U-I-Z-E-L-T-E. Maybe I spelled that wrong. Q-U-I-Z-L-E-T.com. There we go, Quizlet. And so Quizlet, uh, you can go on there. If you look up ACE, the ACE, you will see the class listed. Just send me a request and I'll be happy to let you into the flashcards. But we've created some flashcards for you to get started. And it's a little digital program that you can play games with yourself on here and play, you know, different terminology. It's actually um, quite fun. And you can also make your own cards. And so this is another resource. But I think that's a very good way to study, in my opinion. And so check it out. And that's it. That hopefully these tips or how to take the exam and how to study has helped you and we'll continue along with the future episodes of trying to get you started on the ACE program.